Look at the look at the seven on seven league. I mean, the farthest team away is Skowhegan going down to Turner. I yeah. mean, that's not that's not bad. And the only reason that that's happening is because Turner's got the the three fields. Yeah. So you you get a chance to see different people, and you get a chance to to show you stuff and see what everybody else is doing, and yeah. We were uh, we were just talking. Uh, Callie Oaks joins us here for his regular Wednesday segment uh, from the I George Jones Graphic of Kentucky. I heard Turner. That's the magic word. Turner. Yeah, that was Turner. May talk about football. <laughs> we were actually talking uh, about American Legion baseball up here. Oh man, what a disaster! Huh? Yeah, we were. <laughs> that's kind of what we were talking about. We we're talking with uh, Carl Gunzinger, who's the coach of the Franklin County team. You know, talking about you know the the struggles he's going through, making sure that he's got nine players showing up on time. You know, is there such an is there such an animal in Kentucky? Uh, there isn't because you know, and I, and I read the stories up there uh, about what's causing Maine Legion baseball to kind of fall apart. And, and one of the big answers was the U eighteen, U sixteen, U this, U that, U two, U whatever. <laughs> uh, and that and that's what and that's what does that's what does Kentucky Legion baseball in is that you know everybody's just playing travel baseball. Sure. So. They're going all over the southeast, and uh, so all-star no, teams like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that starts, you know, it's the same way in the youth level. It starts as young as six down here. You, uh, there, there was a six-year-old all-star team. Unbelievable! Really six-year-old all-star team. That's what I need. Uh, I need some. I, yeah, I think we ought to jump right you, on that. If you peak as a six-year-old all-star, like what happens? Are you like are you like the kid who played Andy on Family Ties at that point? Are you just you know is that how that's that goes? Kind of what concerns me about it is it just sets you up for a lot of things that I don't like. I mean, I you know I understand I understand nine through twelve. I guess I understand I understand there's tournaments. I understand there's a system, and you know. <laughs> no, but I, I, I don't think six, seven, eight really need to be, to, to be doing that. You know, I think there's a difference between you got a little team and you want to go to the next town over and have a weekend tournament and everybody brings lunches and sits on pick on blankets and you know it's just a fun time. You know that that makes sense to me. Yeah, it's in Rumford. There was an all-star team, and it wasn't a true all-star team. The coach was just like trying to find anybody and anybody he could that was in the league to play on this all-star team. Right. So he went to the, I mean, the Farmington all-star tournament, the Elks puts on, has been going yeah. on for yeah. years. We've been there. And, yeah. but you're misleading, well, ki- you're misleading yeah, kids. It's, it, it's, you. they're not an all-star. No. Leave the word, I'm all for kids playing more yeah. baseball, yeah. but leave the word all-star out of it. Right. Yeah. I mean, one of my problems with the—I mean, I, one of the reasons I think we're at this point where you know, certain parts of the country have problems getting players is because kids abandon the game early over this all-star thing. I mean, you got a little league season in Maine that's basically the first week of May through you know the end of school, which is the middle of June, and then it's all-star season Done. all of a sudden, right. and yeah. half the kids, half the kids get left behind and aren't playing anywhere. So you know their their baseball season, their window is six weeks at the age of nine or ten. Now, how are they going to get better? They're not, and eventually they stop playing. Well, you, you have a league of like seventy players, and you're catering your entire league for yeah. what twenty four all star kids. When, when so I what played, about the other fifty? Yeah, when we when I was the baseball coach in Skowhegan, we got out of little league for that reason. I, we said you know these kids that want to play. Remember that was when Skowhegan was. 1,200 kids. We had a lot of kids around uh, that wanted to play in that general area, Madison and whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and we said, this is crazy. We're done, like you say, we're done before the 4th of July because it's all All-Stars after that. 
And we said, no, we're not going to do that. We're going we're gonna to have our own league, and we're just going to play. And that's what we did. But what's startling about this, uh, this Legion thing is that five, five, six, seven years ago, they were adding a zone in Maine. You know, they, right, they were in the fifth they, zone. There were what? There were 45 or 50 teams, and now you're down to 16 or something like that. I mean, it, it's, it's startling when it dies that quickly. And, you know, I think I saw we, – we've all seen the signs with baseball – in general, but but especially in that part of the country, just because of the the weather challenges you have in the spring. But then, uh, and, and and at the school level, a lot of a lot of kids, a lot of schools are having trouble fielding nine or ten teams. Just I mean, nine or ten players just in their town, and then you get to the summer, and uh, there's just a lot of factors. There's there's work, there's travel. There's I mean, I, I I know you guys were talking about travel, you know, before before we got on the phone here, and I I don't know that travel is that big a deal, but it is for for some in some rural areas, I guess, and you just have things uh, you just have things crop up that make it difficult for these for these posts to put together a team, and uh, you know it's not good for anybody when you're seeing forfeits in the first couple weeks of the season, and uh, so it, it eventually dies off, and it's an unfortunate situation because a it keeps kids from playing playing the game, and you know it just keeps them disengaged in general. I'm trying to remember when I played as a kid, like we. Our little league season started like about a week before school ended. That was in Dixfield, and then yeah. we'd play for about what four or five weeks. We played till about the about the second week in July or something. We'd have about three games a week or whatever it was, and it was a rotation. It was there were two Dixfield teams. You had the Athletics and the Red Sox, and then we would play Canton and Peru, and we'd just do it in a big rotation. You know, you'd end up down at Canton or or whatever. You know what I mean? And uh, and we were done, and then we'd have one thing like in August, like a get together afterwards, and, and that would be that. Like, still had the summer, but I still get to play, and more importantly, I didn't have to play little league while I was going to school, so that was cool too, you know. Like, and that was in sixth grade, seventh grade, you know what I mean? Like fifth grade, right around that vicinity. I don't know when that changed or why that changed, but let's let's maybe fix that, you know. Let's I don't know. It's six year old. Six-year-old all-stars. I just don't think we wow. need too many of those. You know what I mean? Just don't. You know, you can't even get the kids to pose for a picture for that because you know you can't get them to stand still. How are how are you getting them to perform at a quote-unquote all-star level in baseball? Is what I want. You don't even know all you the know. rules for goodness sakes. When this, I mean, how do you, how do you really make that choice? I mean, how do you choose you know Johnny over Jimmy or you know? Well, Jason we know which over, parents Jason can pay over, for the trip. Uh, whoever, you know, whatever the names are now. How do you choose? You know, I just don't. Yeah, I think what it comes down to is, well, your dad coaches, so you know, you're an all star. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of things to go into it. And unfortunately, it all adds up. It's all one big ball of wax that that hurts the sport in the long run. I think the names nowadays, it's not like Johnny and Joe. It's like Blake Cooper and Logan. You know, yeah, I think Blake, that's where Cooper, K- Cooper Logan, Caden. Yeah, know, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, pick, pick a country singer's name. There's, there's probably some name. Yes. After, yeah. You know, that's, yeah. that's pretty much how that goes. Kane, you know, that would be, you know, yeah. that's, that's, yeah. that's, that's all going to be the thing. But you know, the other thing, the other thing that I think is shirt baseball through the, and this is not new, you know, they used to have the rule you had to play so many innings in the, at least one at bat and two in the field, one two in bat. the field, something like that. Yeah. You know what I say to that? Maloney. Geez, when they're that age, you don't know who's going to be. You know, I always go back to using myself as an example, but uh, it, it, this isn't big-time sports here, guys. It's Little League. They all ought to yeah. play. We shouldn't yeah. be limiting. It's all about the winning and whatever. And I understand how important in this country winning is. important to me. But 
I just took it myself. When I was younger, I was kind of heavy, uh, short, you know, whatever. I was a decent athlete, whatever. I, I think that some some coaches along the way probably could have cut me, and I probably would have never played. And all of a sudden, I mean, I didn't shoot up a lot. I'm only 5'8", but, I mean, you know, I, I got some height, and I lost 50 pounds through playing and whatever, and suddenly I am an athlete. Well, who knew that? I, I, the coach could have cut me a long time ago. But what, the, you wouldn't I, have made the I, six-year-old all-star team, I, is no, what I you're probably, saying? I probably would not have, to be honest. There, but, there uh, would have been no no space for you to become a late bloomer. No, I mean, that's well, right. It, it, even happens, it even happens at older. I mean, how many how many times we heard the story in basketball, Michael Jordan being cut sure. from his freshman team or whatever, junior varsity, or, you know, it, it, it happens. It, people get better. People have growth spurts. People, uh, you know devote themselves to the game and, and get better, whatever that game may be. So, uh, unfortunately, you're missing out on that, or at least putting yourself in danger of that if you're, if you're encouraging kids to kind of get You know, and, the, the and then coaches saying, oh, I know I didn't get uh, Boutwell in today. I'll get him in the next game. No. Yeah. You know, that's why they don't come back. Why, why do yeah. they want to sit on the bench, Come to practice and not playing the games when you're seven, eight years old. It, at least it's uh, at least it's a little harder now with the, with the numbers being down. I mean, you're lucky if your little league team has nine <laughs> kids, so you probably are going <laughs> to. You're probably going to play tonight. Yeah. yeah. Good news. You're probably going to play the whole time. Get re- probably going to put you in right field and hide you. You know, get, best we can. <laughs> get get used to the uh, get used to making friends with the ants out in right field. You know. I mean, I can be. remember when I played Little League guys in the outfield blowing bubbles and doing cartwheels and people looking out saying, oh, oh yeah. my God, you know. But you know what? We had a blast. Yeah, yeah. It, we we well, played hard. We had fun. We, we had picnics. It was a whole atmosphere around baseball and, yeah. and other sports, too, that we've lost. Get in the car. Let's go. You know, I, I, we've had enough of this. We don't want to spend I mean, the, the time doing this. The whole six-year-old thing is baffling to me because in my town we didn't—you didn't even start until eight, and then in eight you were in t-ball, right. and then at not, at nine you were in farm league or what they call minors now, probably right. or whatever, and then at ten you had a chance to, to move up to major, right. and you got three years. It wasn't a—it wasn't a seven-year process. <laughs> What's the pitching distance at six years old? Can they even reach? Oh, I, I know I that's a good. Be, point. It must be coach pitch. I know. I know wow. there's an eight-year-old. Even the eight-year-old like family. Yeah. Coach pitch. So yeah. I mean, it's got to be. But that's uh, it's crazy. Talking with Callie Oaks from the Georgetown News Graphic. Are you now? What, what's going on? What's the season like down there now? What do we What do we got going on? Nothing. Uh, yesterday was the first day of fall sports for for practice. Anyway, um, the the dad, the hands off period. Is, you know, they're the equivalent to what the MPA does in August. Ended uh, Monday uh, Monday at midnight. So yesterday they were allowed to practice if they want to, and so that means they are. So the football teams then I mean they do they have some rules about so many days without pads? Well, uh, I think there are rules. I think there aren't many. Uh, you know, here 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 the coach is real slow about. You know, there are some coaches I'm sure that that, that practice hard right off the bat. Uh, I think that's crazy. Uh, our coach thinks that's crazy. He he does a sort of a conditioning program and it's a gradual thing. Each. each uh, they come in by class, seniors, juniors, sophomores, and they come in for an hour a day, and, and, and they basically run. <laughs> so there, there's not going to be much practice. I think there's like one practice a week until the end of July, and then you get to the target. Oh. 
Um, it, uh, that's not mandated. That's his. That's his choice. That's some some uh, some coach in Tennessee. Uh, he he kind of patterned it after him a couple of years, a few years back, and it works out for them. But um, you, you know, there's different there's different strategies. But you do have to be careful about the heat. I mean, we we were talking about heat index back in the softball tournament in June here. So you can bet there's oh, yeah. there's issues right now. You got to be you be real careful. You got to go in the morning, and you you got to got to be cautious for a while but yeah by the time august gets around they'll be playing uh, they'll be having exhibition games and then the first countable games the 17th of august i know it was controversial when the mpa put in the uh actually mike poolin was a big part of that uh, former principal at dirigo putting in the uh the three days of no pads and what you what you can do what you can't do you know and so on and uh you know it was a lot of grumbling when it started but I think yeah. in your heart, you all knew it was the right thing to do. And, uh, you know, it's an opportunity to, if you really are a teacher coach, it's really an opportunity to teach. Uh, you're not, you can't just run drills where you're hitting each other and whatever you got. You can, you, that's the time to teach him. Teach no, him what the of, assignments There's a lot of classroom time involved in football. There's film sessions. Sure. And, you know, you can, you can really, yeah. uh, you can do that. You can certainly talk about, uh, you know, team goals and things of that nature that first week. I mean, I, I heard that same as you. I heard all the grumbling when that started. I don't remember what it might have been 10 years ago. Uh, but as uh, as time went on, uh, I heard less and less of it. I think they had, they adapted to it. I, I think the initial reaction was, well, the season's short enough as it is. Cause here we are starting August 15th or whatever. We got games, we got games in, you know, Two and a half weeks, and, right. and we're, we're not able to be in pads. Which oh, it used to be two thing. full weeks of double sessions in the old days. Yeah. Two full yeah. weeks when I first Oof. started coaching. <laughs> and they weren't, what I would say, fun two weeks. <laughs> there wasn't no, a lot of, I mean, you, there was a lot that, of work that going on. That of it has changed, too. I mean, yeah. I, I, think we, I think we've learned to, to not run people till they throw up kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I also think, though, that kids, kids are, that, that are really committed are different today. You know, a lot of times, part of that conditioning, and we didn't—I didn't over-condition, but they weren't in shape. A lot of times no. now, kids come back; they're already—they've been—they've been in the weight room all off-season, or they've been playing other they sports. They played seven on seven. Sure, they played, and they've, they've yeah. been to a camp. You know, they're it's playing basketball they in the summer. They're doing other things, and when they come to you, they're ready to go. They do so, other sports. I think football coaches will tell you—you know—there's being in shape, and then there's being in football shape. Right. There are two different things. So yeah. it takes a while to. Takes a while to get to that point, but yeah, I think I don't think it's quite the quite the battle. Which is funny because you hear people say all the time, "Well, our kids are just playing Fortnite or whatever, and they're they're, they're sitting around." No, they're they're really not. You know, the athletes, and maybe that's it. Maybe that's why numbers in some parts of the country struggle because it does take more commitment to be an athlete. It takes a year-round commitment. But you know, the flip side of that is, by the time you're ready to go with a new season, it doesn't take as long to get ready. It's funny. I used to find the difference. I always thought I was in great shape and all the running and stuff we did in football. And then you go to basketball season, and guys, I thought I got shot with a harpoon gun. I mean, the inside the building and all the, you know, racing up and down and pressing is like, <laughs> trying to catch your breath is totally different. It's a different deal. It's a different deal. You know, it, it just, you know, even in the middle of August and Maine, you're talking about some heat. I remember some, uh, some September practices that they had to, uh, to make some adaptations or some games that had to be moved around because of because of high temperatures. So you know you, you can get some can get some challenging days at that point in the, in the in the football season. Yeah, we used to have a couple of, of area of the practice field that was pretty close to the woods, and 
the field was fine, and the, but there was shade. We used to be right over there a lot of times in this kind of weather, you know, when it's warm. and uh, That's why the, the double humid. sessions tend to be first thing in the morning and last thing at night. Absolutely. Deal with, deal with the sun a little bit less, deal with the temperature a little bit less. When I was in high school, we actually practiced on Doyle Field with the lights on during double uh, sessions. Yeah. Well, if you've got lights, that's a great thing. Yep. Uh, it's, a, it's a great advantage to... Can't imagine getting that pass these days. No, <laughs> nobody be doing. Nobody will let you do that anymore. <laughs> you know what? I do want to ask Kelly about that. There's a. I saw a thing yesterday. There was a. Um, uh, Lisbon is, is has mm. been donated lights, and they're bring that up. And they and they need to raise ninety thousand to to get it going. Okay, which is all which is all good and well and good. Do these do these schools realize that when they move the Saturday games? Um, to Friday night when everybody else is playing, that there's less and less people to cover said game? Yeah, well, that, that's it. In Maine, that's the biggest issue. Is that You know, we, we told people that for years. Whenever people from Lisbon or Oak Hill said, we want to get lights here, I said, be careful what you wish for. You know, I, I probably saw more, in fact, I know I saw more Oak Hill and Lisbon football games over the years than any other school, and the reason was because they played home games on Saturday. So, you know, by and large, that was the only game in town, especially at the end. I mean, there were, I, mean, I lost track of how many schools. I was there 27 years. I know my first couple of years, Levitt didn't have lights, and then they put up lights in the early 90s, and that was you know, obviously a turning point for them. So, you know, Darigo put up lights, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But those were schools that played on Saturday and that, that, that stopped playing on Saturday. So, uh, yeah, I mean, media-wise, you're just not going to get the same level of attention, if that matters. If that matters to you, I mean, I, I would think there's we we talk about the shortage of officials in all sports. I would think that would uh, be an issue in football as well. So you know, you may not get the same uh, quality of official on a Friday night game that you'd get on Saturday. I don't know. I don't know how that all works. But, well, uh, there was a game. Remember a few years ago, Bangor Lawrence had to play on a Saturday night because there wasn't enough officials to play on Friday. Yeah, because oh, the way it worked seen, out. You've seen some schools going to Saturday night. Well, that's what uh, I was going to bring up. Why? I mean. If you have lights and you can do it, why not play on Saturday night? Wouldn't that help your coaches as far as scouting goes I've, as well? No question. I have always been no a question. huge, 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 huge proponent of a Monday night football-esque type game for Saturday night. And you're, you get your big matchups and you play them on Saturday night. Now, a lot of people say, it, okay, one, you got to put it in turf, okay? It's got to be on a turf field. You can't be playing it in a mud pit because the game can't be postponed. Okay, we already yeah. know that. And if it's a situation where you know the game's going to be at night, maybe you move it up to the afternoon because you're going to have to avoid rain or whatever. That's fine. But I, I would say most of the Saturday night games I covered in Maine were the result of Friday night rainouts. They were yeah. rarely scheduled. They were rarely scheduled for that time intentionally. The only time I remember Saturday night games being scheduled intentionally, it was a, it was a stretch where Livermore Falls and Jay didn't want to play at home on the same weekend. They were worried about the cutting into the crowd. So what they did, one would agree to play. Friday and one would agree. Well, I thought Ryan Palmer almost ripped his head off there because he's been waiting for Mountain Valley and Darago were were part of the same RSU, and neither school would budge on playing. Well, we just got lights at Darago. We don't play on Friday night. We'll play on Saturday night. You're getting killed at the gate if Mountain Valley and Darago play on the same night at home. Originally, originally, when Kelly was here covering these things, nobody played on Saturday night because you couldn't get your 16 millimeter film back. In other words, it used to go sat, used to go Saturday right after the afternoon game to Boston, develop back. Well, that's not an issue anymore. No, nobody's we, using we nobody's using film anymore. Nature. It's all video no. now. Yeah, CDs. So, uh, it's uh, you would think 
You would think some schools would do that just for the purposes of the gate, if nothing else. So. You would well, think. Uh, I know that I when I when we started interviewing the coaches last year, I said to Bruce Nicholas, I said something about scouting. He says, "There's no scouting." I go, "What?" He goes, yeah. "No, only service plays unless it's a special occasion. Everybody plays Friday night in this league. We don't scout anybody. It's all film no. breakdown." It's like, "Whoa, okay then." Once, once totally in a while, different. once in a while, I would hear like if if Lisbon had a, a weak opponent that week, I'd hear one of the assistants say, "Yeah, I'm actually going down to Old Orchard to scout their game with Oak Hill or something because it starts at five o'clock or whatever." But uh, very rarely did I hear or see. You know, you used to go to a game and you'd see coaches lined up in the end zone. Oh the yeah, end zones, you know, it was a it was a common thing, but uh, that, that that got a lot less common. Talking with Callie Oaks from the Georgetown News Graphic down in down in Kentucky. Any any more on Nick Mayo and the draft? Is he is no, he? I been... saw Nick uh, saw Nick at a camp a couple weeks ago. His coach was running. His coach is from Scott County, so he's running a, a day camp here a couple weeks ago for kids uh, four to four to twelve. Speaking of young kids getting involved in the sport, but definitely <laughs> a, a fun experience. Definitely a fun experience in their case and. Uh, yeah, Nick was there, uh, and uh, his coach introduced him as uh, as a as a first round draft pick next year. Uh, he, he said, "You got you all going to watch the NBA draft because this guy's going to be uh, going to be playing in the NBA." So he's he's fairly confident. He's not a guy who would have said that. I don't think if uh, if he didn't believe it. So uh, good for good for Nick. I, I hope that comes to fruition, uh, or at the very least, that he gets a chance to, to maybe go play in the summer and, and show somebody. Uh, Go to Vegas or someplace where they where they do that thing. That, that's all that's on now on ESPN two summer league games. I, I don't know. I, I, I can't get into it. Well, really? I'm in love with summer league games. Like watching Yabu play during the summer league has yeah. got my mind just going in multiple places. Because I, you know, really bas- basketball. The NBA really has uh, accelerated here in, in a time where a lot of other sports are struggling uh, and, and you know fighting some fighting some issues, whether it be the NFL with some, some uh, publicity, some. Some uh, some image problems and uh, so some some loss of fans and some some issues with concussions and things like that. You know, they, the NFL was unassailable for a while, but then you see things. You see the NBA kind of making a comeback to where it was when when we back in our day. You know what I mean? Uh, and it's great. I think it's, I think it's great. I, I don't I don't think it's because of the competitive balance. That's for sure. But. It actually co- totally de- decries the article because people say, well, people are into the NBA because in baseball, there's only like four good teams. Well, well okay. There's only three. There's the only NBA. three in the NBA. So where are we going here, you know? Uh, yeah, I, don't, I don't think that's the issue at all. And, uh, you know, and the, and the NFL has said, uh, 25 teams are capable of, of, of you know, getting a playoff. Yet it's so, the uh, Patriots in the AFC title game or Super Bowl basically every year. So 50, Almost you know, 50% I, of the time, uh, Patriots. Yeah, I don't know. So, I Speaking mean, of summer league games. And we're in a society now that, you know, really just hates on greatness. Like if you get to the if you get to your finals every year, well, you're going to have bandwagon fans, but you're going to have just as many, if not more, that are, that are hating on you. So it's, a, it's an interesting, interesting time. It really is. What were we saying? That's some of the game. I see uh, Grayson Allen getting into a tussle there last week. Yeah, with uh, Young. <laughs> yeah, what yeah. was up Trey with that? He get, he, who, who was he scuffling with? Trey Young. Trey, Young. Trey Young. He didn't trip him, though. No. I thought it was kind of cool. That's too bad. 
That's a that's a you know I was I was kind of hoping for maybe a forearm shiver or a yeah do something you know he's gonna be like the most hated man in Utah eventually you know like I can't wait for the Utah game next year when him and Marcus Smart throw down I think that'll be that'll be a good time you know what team will Marcus be playing for right, he'll be yeah. playing for the Boston Celtics he's not going anywhere the Kings have come out said they're not interested in him so oh they did no, find you say that there multiple teams have uh, uh, multiple sources have said <laughs> no, that so he's multiple teams don't want to be associated with that multiple teams <laughs> don't have room to tie up their cap space no. on a guy who can't shoot no matter what intangibles yeah. and awesome things he brings here's the deal the only team he fits on right now is the Celtics anyone else he doesn't really fit on he might fit on the Houston Rockets but they can't sign him they only got the mid level they're only going to give you you know 3 years at 8 mil or 5 mil or whatever the hell it is He's not going anywhere. Somebody's going to match his contract. What you have to hope for right now is that he only signs for the $6.1 million qualifying offer so that he doesn't screw up your luxury tax for next year so that they can afford to go get somebody this year if they need to. That's it. <laughs> He's all wound up over that. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it used to be a prerequisite. Now it doesn't seem to be. You don't have to be able to shoot anymore to make lots of money. No, it's really bizarre. Like they, they go for the athlete and they do everything else. Callie Oaks, you can follow him on Twitter, Oaksy72, and you can find him in the Georgetown News Graphic down in Kentucky. My friend, thank you very much. See you guys. Thanks. See you. Take care. Callie Oaks from the Georgetown News Graphic, longtime veteran of the main sports media at the Sun Journal.